0: Can't even hear his own theme song. B, why you, what, what is that? Why are you spraying it?
1: Michael, I the to sanitize. Pete, come in. <laughs> he come from outside. Don't tell me anything, wouldn't
0: Major news. Instead of joining us via the BetQL guest line, Pete Haley's with us in studio today. Uh-huh. Uh, wearing a kind of sleek-looking black hat, I'll add. I like that hat. Thank, Thank you. Nice.
2: I got it from my aunt. Uh, she has gotten me a lot of stylish gift cards in the past. Lululemon, Polo, and now this is a brand called Viore, which is like All an right. athleisure brand. I like the hat. Well, yeah, I leave have, that
1: one here in a couple of weeks.
2: Yes, one. That heat will burn you up. Though. I have thought that already.
0: I have some Viori shorts and like sweats. I guess
2: they're it's nice. Yeah, it's pricey though. Not it cheap. is. Oh, I got this in a tank top, and it was my whole seventy-five dollars gift card. Look, know, at, look at Pete buying tank tops, Lamphil. Yeah, wear it around your my bingo house. card. <laughs>
1: He's
0: um, a rich guy, man.
1: I'm
2: trying stuff. to look rich. I'm not rich, but I'm trying to dress a little nicer. Um.
0: So. You know Ron likes the phrase abundance of caution?
2: Yeah. Um, Pete, did you join us today out of an abundance of boredom? No. I. What got I, you to come in? Well, I think radio is always better when the person's in studio and I live close by and I haven't been in in a while and I don't have a ton going on today so I wouldn't say I'm... You know, it's I'm thrilled brand. about my Tuesday. <laughs> I had nothing to do, so I came in and hang out with you on the It's kind but, of my take, just like, which is cool. It's good to show a face and hang out with you guys. I haven't oh, yeah. you know, seen Brian in a while. All right, so let's start
0: with this. Uh, we did this earlier this morning. Did you see um, Arte Moreno from the Angels announced he's not selling the yeah. Angels despite starting <laughs> to sell the Angels? Yeah, I did a big gulp afterward. What is the what? We did a vibe right. check. How do you feel about Dan selling the Commanders?
2: Well, yeah, between Moreno and then also the Nats sale being stalled at best. it certainly... And the kind of weird basil the word. now, yes. huh? No, it definitely rattles you a little bit, but um, I've made this comparison before, and I think JP's agreed with it. Like During draft season, we always kind of know who the first overall pick is at the start of the NFL draft season. But then as combines happen and workouts happen, you talk yourself into other people just because there's so much time until the actual event. But then the event rolls around, and most of the time, your initial read proves to be true. Like,
0: we know Bryce Young's going to be the first pick. Right, and we'll talk about Levis. in mid-March and April, it's going to be somebody else. And then we'll get to the end of April, and it's Young.
2: Yeah, and you'll be mad at yourself for second-guessing. So I still am very confident that Dan will sell. uh, Just sort of the the way he stopped coming to games at the end of the year, and all the heat. I think uh, at owners' meetings, if it's not voting to get uh, the new guy approved, it'll be just more attention on the commander's dysfunction. So I still feel okay. But sure, just these other unrelated situations happening, even though you remind yourself the sale of the Angels doesn't affect the sale of the commanders, it does scare you a little
1: bit. And then the circumstance surrounding both of those sales is totally different.
2: Right. Yeah, I mean, Artie Moreno, I don't know much about him, but I— Sure, the, I don't know the Angels have had any congressional investigations. I don't think they've been embarrassing the entire MLB. I don't think they're, you know, a, a sleeping giant of a franchise that a lot of people would have interest in buying. So yeah. um, I think Dan will be gone, and we all just have to hold our breath. But, yeah, they, you'll get rattled here and there along the way because we all want it to happen so badly.
1: You know, reach out and think you're at the end of the pool and you're on the water, and you got 10 more meters to go, right. and you just have five meters of air.
2: Yeah. That was like the
0: swimming race at, at uh, yeah. in <laughs> Richmond over this last summer. Um I, I tend to agree with you. Um, I, I asked this question: Do you care who
2: buys it? No, not really. I just as long as somebody does. It's a binary one zero for me. Like, is it uh,
1: helping you out with the money? Whoever buys it, I, I, I tell people like people are like, oh, right. I don't want him. No, I want him. Does it make one bit? is it gonna affect your paycheck any kind of way?
2: No, and it's not like <laughs> Bezos care? is richer than everybody, so he can skirt around the the salary cap more or, or convince better players to come here. Like it's not going to affect the on-field product. So as long as it's not Dan, that's cool with me. And, and maybe you got to make sure the candidates are are well-liked and don't have just awful skeletons in their closet too. But as long as the person isn't like a alleged, you know, abuser or harasser like Dan is, then just bring him in, bring her in, bring them in, and let's move on.
0: All right. Uh, speaking of let's move on, commanders are obviously looking for a new offensive coordinator. They're also looking for a new defensive backs coach. Yes. Um, not mm-hmm. to mention kind of the upheaval in ownership. This team this past season went 8-8-1, and which is 500 in a league that has tried to outlaw 500 by going to an odd number they of games. They found a the way to do it. <laughs> right. It's remarkable. Ah. Um, <laughs> at various points in the late fall, like Thanksgiving-ish, early December, there was real consideration, like, man, this team could win a playoff game. The way this... I might try to
1: get y'all to stop thinking. The
0: like way that. they play defense, sure. <laughs> um, whatever momentum existed started to fall apart with the late season collapse. I think the momentum was, like, it was shot dead. <laughs> it was, was, was an arrow through the heart when Carson Wentz got back on the field in week 17. And everything kind of just fell apart. They did have a nice win over the Cowboys week 18, but going into this off season was so much uncertainty. Mm-hmm. How much positive momentum do you think they can carry even when they get in? Cause they're going to hire somebody to coach the DBs. They're going to hire somebody to be the play caller. Can they turn the vibe around just with the announcement of a new owner?
2: I would think that helps quite a bit. Now the new owner won't, Uh, have the cure for Ron Avere's team starting really slowly. Um, The new owner won't be able to just acquire Aaron Rodgers just because he exists or or steal somebody at number 16. Like, there are still a lot of football questions to be answered, but I just think he'll really, like, release an unseen tension in that building and in this fan base, and it almost will let fans kind of uh, lessen their anger at certain things, like, you know, not just tune into every Rivera presser and find an answer that they hate because, like, hey, the the big issue is gone. Um, ultimately, yes, I do think this regime, coaching-wise, has to be turned over a good amount to really maximize this, and the roster has to be better. But I think it's a decent roster at a lot of spots, and with a good offseason of addressing O-line, and, and maybe Sam Howell shows a little something, like, there is a, a slight upward arrow for where this team is going. I think it's in better hands or in better shape than it was when Rivera took over, even if I don't think it's nearly enough progress. But still, I think the owner has been such a damn problem for two-plus decades. Ridding yourself of that will just help improve the overall mood of everyone for but, sure. And ha- it, it won't last forever. You need to, like, getting the new owner and then going 3-14, and 14, everybody's going to be pissed off again. But that will kind of give everybody a I
1: know. Every, I know that the new ownership, if that happens, will be something that will get everybody this new boost of energy. To come back, love this team, whatever. But once that happens, what is the first move you think needs to, that needs to be made to make sure that this little momentum that we get doesn't fall flat in a year or two?
2: Yeah, I think the defense is in is in good steed. You you improve a couple spots there. I think it's got to be the O line. Um, and this year crystallized how important that position was. And I I should have known that having covered this team for a few years, but. By the grace of John Matsko and and a couple of good one-year signings, they're able to mask some of their issues up front. And this year, those problems really came to the forefront and screwed this offense a lot of ways. And and Wentz didn't help, and Heineken didn't help. But I think if they can build from the inside out, they have the skill guys, you get the O-line. You can either have the quarterback or the O-line. The Bengals, right now, their O-line is banged up, but they have Burrow, and he can fix it. The Niners have an amazing O-line and great skill guys, so Purdy can be pretty good, but he doesn't have to be a superhero. I think mm-hmm. the commanders won't be able to find the Joe Burrow type, so they'll have to go the other way and, and make everything around the quarterback really good. So that's a way to continue this rebuild as opposed to just have we, it be start and stop.
1: I asked both of you this question. We talk a lot about the, the personnel that needs to be had, but we have people picking the personnel. Should that remain the same or should that be re restructured?
0: I mean... I don't know how you can look at the track record through three years and think it shouldn't be restructured, mm-hmm. if not completely changed. And I really wonder, much of it will depend on timing, but I think if a new owner was taking, like if a new owner, let's just hypothetically say ownership changed in November and now you're going into an offseason, I would almost expect that to happen mm-hmm. where there'd be a, a restructuring or maybe, you know, you want to keep the people here. You've built somewhat of a solid base, especially, I mean, one thing to be fair to Ron and this crew is if you go back to 2019, like the the organization he took over in 2020 in January of 2020 was a train wreck. I mean, they were coming off a three and 13 season. Um, I mean, they had real problems and they've gotten better from there, but I, I don't know. If the most important position on the field is quarterback and through three years now we've seen how they've addressed the quarterback position, I I don't think you can reinvest in this group in trying to figure out the quarterback position. Mm -hmm. And from there, are there some things that have gone well? Yes. Are there some things that have gone really poorly? Yes. And I'd have a tough time not reconsidering it. And, and dude, we don't know who's going to buy this team, but these people that are going to buy this team are real deal people right yeah. you're talking billionaires 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 they're going to want to do their own thing they're going to want to establish I totally their, understand. their own leader. situation yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah and ron will have to have an amazing season next year uh to convince this new owner to keep him around i mean i don't even think a 9 and 8 playoff berth ten, like it's make the playoffs at 12 and 5 and somehow win a couple playoff games to even have a chance of staying and because it's hard to reinvest in this group i think that's why Sam Howell is becoming more and more of a likely option. It's a guy who's already here. Um, They don't have to invest any more resources to bring someone else in. And that can just be, all right, Ron, this may not be the person you want, but you've had a couple chances, and this is the guy who's here now. We're not going to afford you any more money or draft picks to go out and get somebody else. So make this work, or everybody's going to head out of the door together. And that's not the most attractive thing for Ron to deal with, but uh, that's the reality, and the NFL is often about the reality. Yes, it is.
0: Um, B and I just went through this exercise. They need to hire an offense coordinator. There are seven teams that need to hire offense coordinators. Bucks, Chargers, Commanders, Jets, Rams, Ravens, Titans. At best, at best, you're the third best option. And that's assuming t- Brady retires or goes somewhere else and the Ravens trade Lamar. Yeah, And if those two quarterbacks stick around, I think you are the sixth – or. I guess yeah. the fifth best option. And you could argue the Titans are better. You could argue that the Jets are better, frankly. Uh, we can talk about the th- the three receivers at the skill positions and the two running backs. I think the backs are good, but I don't know that either of them really stand out compared to around the league. I mean, hell, you watch Isaiah Pache- Pacheco on the Chiefs. was a beast. Dude, I mean, there are backs all. You want Jerick McKinnon? Now, maybe a lot of that is just a byproduct of how good the Chiefs' offense is. you got to give those players some credit. I mean, McKinnon. You Pacheco do, was a seventh-rounder. You can do so
1: much with You look at McKinnon, the way he runs, how hard he runs, the way he catches the ball in the backfield. Pacheco comes in, and it's like, Tyreek Hill left. He's not as fast as Tyreek, but no, it's like no. you got the same person on the field. You've got the same way, number, and he tricks way, you. Yeah, it's like because he does stuff. It's just like I've said it over and over again. When I hear anytime I hear a coach, and if you ever hear a coach just think of me saying I'm giving him the one finger salute, when a coach tells me, or oh, the guy don't know the whole offense, I want to tell him where to get the hell off. Because I watch too many coaches find a guy who can do fifty percent of the offense great. And that's what they know. They find sixteen to twenty plays and they run the hell out of those plays and they have great success.
0: It's funny you say that. I was just reading something where um people describe the Bengals offense as simple. Mm-hmm. And the Bengals are like, yeah, that's fine. We we know what we do really well. We see how the defense is going to play us. And then we just do what we do really well against what they're playing us. Yeah. Like, you don't think everything feet. has to be so incredibly
1: complicated. Uh, and it doesn't have to be complicated. And I don't think in the beginning of anyone's career, they can master the whole playbook at a level that they could do everything the same way. But there are certain plays that just stick. And they do them so damn well, they don't have to think about it. And if you can utilize that, that's how you get good and all. That's why you watch it with, with Andy Reid. He puts one person in, he runs one play, this particular play, all the time, and it's great. Then the other person runs another play, and you wonder, why don't they let the other guy run it? Because he hadn't gotten to that point yet. Mm-hmm. But they're running the same damn play with different people, and they're running them full speed. And that's why they have so much success against people.
2: Yeah, I think... In ranking the positions, JP, OC positions, I did it yesterday, and I had the Commanders fifth, assuming the Ravens keep their quarterback and the Bucks do as well. Um, of course, all the big-picture stuff muddies this. And you could look at, like, the Texans. I mean, they're awful, but they have the second pick, the 12th pick, and they're going to have a new head coaching staff and a, a low expectations and a really bad division. That could be a great spot for a young guy like a Thomas Brown to go to be head coach or OC. So even the ones below the Commanders in terms of talent maybe have more of an attractive just in terms of security and opportunity. But, uh, yeah, I think these these receivers and running backs are are very good, but they aren't up there. But in terms of like a Pacheco, you said it. Seventh-round pick, maybe they can find someone like that and continue to make this more complete offense. But it's the O-line and the quarterback. The core spots are complete mysteries.
0: I, I'll i give you a mystery at quarterback, but I'll give you a problem at O-line. I, I think mystery mm. is too positive frankly I mean you gotta yeah like Uh, um, four
2: spots up for grabs for sure and like Charles Leno didn't convince you at the end of the year that he's a long-term left tackle either well and it's a high price tag for uh, for a a guy you're you're not
0: convinced I I mean Grant you, you gotta figure he was beat up late in the year you start playing some really good quarterback some really good press defensive ends that are coming at you you're really surrendering some pressures but like we all believe in what Kayvon Thibodeau is going to become, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, the the two games, the first one in the Meadowlands where he didn't get the fumble, but he rocks Heineke down on, like, the one-yard line. Mm-hmm. And then the game at FedEx where he did get the sack fumble touchdown. I mean, those two plays kind of swung the season in a yeah. lot of ways. And and
2: he's in the division. You'll see him twice a year. Micah Parsons in the division. You'll see him twice a year. Like- you look at the Giants' defensive line twice a year? Yeah. Like, dude— Whatever you think of Thibodeau last year,
0: if you think he's a monster, he had four sacks on the season. Two of them were game-altering against the command. And
1: that's the thing about it. When did he have them? In the impact games, games that we flexed. He had them in those games when everybody's watching.
0: But that's how you build a reputation. 50% of his, sack, <laughs> of his sack production came against this organization. Right. Yeah, it makes you think, That tells you something. Who was he going up against?
2: Yeah, so the whole all five spots, center. Both guards, both tackles. Where the hell does Cosme even fit in? What is he? They need to figure it out. It's a lot of, yeah. And Mystery can stay is on too, the field? Too kind. Mystery is way too kind.
0: Um, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, right? The second overall pick from Michigan to the Lions. Mm-hmm. I, just stay with me here, B. Tip 50% of Kayvon Thibodeau's sack production came against the Commanders. Yeah. Hutchinson had a better year. Thibodeau only finished with four sacks. Hutchinson finished with nine and a half, mm-hmm. so that's more production. However, three of his sacks came against the Commanders with yeah. two, and he hurt his ankle and didn't play much in yeah. the second half. One third, so thirty percent of if his he had production might have got five. I mean, I'm serious. When you're
1: watching him tells early, you in the something g- you're watching him early in the game. My thought process was this dude is about to kill us.
0: He did it. He did it long enough for them to build up a big old lead, and then the second half they're able to throw it a little bit. He's on the sideline. You got you got a real problem there. Um, Don't go anywhere. Pete Haley is going to stick with us through the remainder of the hour. Thank you. Um, I got one good stat and one terrible stat. Don't go anywhere. So we go to 1993, correct? Right, 1993 season, or we could even go to the 92 season, and then the. The 93 playoffs. Since 1992, you were on that team. Yeah, You guys won the Super Bowl in the 91 season. 92, you you were the wild card team, and I think you won the first round, right? Yep. Correct? All right. So, 92, you won the first round. Then it was a a slog getting things. Richie had a year, then Norm Mm -hmm. had to get things back. Then you guys won another playoff game in 99, I believe. That was – I think you beat Detroit and then went down to Tampa and the bad snap and all that. Mm-hmm. Is that right, Lanville? So in the last thirty years, I'm at two playoff wins. Add one more um, with Joe Gibbs winning that game in Tampa. Um, Sean, Sean Taylor, Taylor, Taylor scoop. right? Mm-hmm. That is three playoff wins in thirty years. Woo! I mean, is that four? Help me, Lanville. Help, help me, Rhonda. Wasn't? Oh, you know, I think you're right. Three. Yeah, because they won one in the middle part of the 2000s, one. They won one with Gibbs, one with Norv. Yeah. One with Gibbs. Yeah.
2: Three. Good God. One every 10 years. One a decade. It's bleak. Cranking them out. Do you know what Joe Burrow's
0: playoff record is? Yeah, he went on the road all the time. Bro, he's 5-1. Yeah. Joe Burrow in his 3rd season in the NFL.
1: Should we have a special uh has won
2: more playoff games. Should we have a special
1: the, thing for the actual Super
2: Bowl? Washington. Has. And by the <laughs> way, he tore his ACL as a rookie and didn't get to make the playoffs. Right. Yeah, it's really yeah. 2 seasons.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, but dude, Joe Burrow is one thing. I don't know why I'm holding this 3 up. It's to help me I keep track. Yeah. We know how you are. The amount of people that have more playoff wins than the entire Redskins football team Commanders franchise in the last 30 years. We can name some off the top of our head. Yo, Samaj P. Ryan might have more.
1: Oh, definitely. He's with Joe Burrow.
0: Yeah. He was there last year and this year. Um, Samaje, hold on. Let oh, Just everybody, hold on. Before we name more and get to funny business, Samaj P. Ryan has more playoff wins than the Redskins football team commanders in the last 30 years. And he was with the Redskins for two of those years. <laughs>
2: Trent Williams as a 49er, does he have... He at least has as many. He might have yep. four. But Trent Williams just has a 49er, I think. They've won. There. They've won two they won the year. wild card and the divisional last year. Yeah, so he's he's got more. <laughs> just Trent and San Fran. Brandon <laughs> Sheriff has a Jaguar is one-third of the way there. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Distress sounds. I I mean.
0: Rex Grossman. That's gross, man. Rex is gross, man. He's got to have more, or at least the same. Yeah, to get to the Super Bowl with the Bears? No, because they had to buy. Rex is 2-2 two and two in the playoffs. Okay. Uh, Mark Sanchez, I bet, has more, dude, because they went to back-to-back AFC title games. Mark Sanchez. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Mark Sanchez, career record in the playoffs, Four and two. He's Commanders, money. Redskins, football team in the last thirty years have three playoff wins. And what's even worse is we can joke about the three playoff wins. They only have two more uh three more appearances. Yeah. Because they got in they got in once with Shannon and lost in the first round, got in once with Gruden and lost in the first round, and they went twice with Gibbs, but I think lost in the first round once and the second round the other time. And the one with Rivera. And the one with Rivera. Thank you. Um So what is just their record in the last What is their playoff record in the last 30 years? We know it's only 3 wins, but it's you got a, a Gruden loss, a Shanny loss, a Rivera loss, a Gibbs loss at 2.0. Two Gibbs losses 2.0. That's fine. because they went twice. Yeah. Um, a, a Norv loss mm-hmm. and a Gibbs loss. So they're three and seven, if our math is correct, right. over the last thirty years. Mark Sanchez is four and two. When you when you mention
1: Mark Sanchez, that makes it look real, real bad right there. It makes you kinda angry, honestly. But fumble
2: is ahead of you.
0: <laughs>
2: I mean I was thinking this guy next. It's a little bit cheap, but he had the one, the run in Minnesota. Case Keenum
0: went one and one in the playoffs. I, I don't know. That's depressing. It's just depressing. What about your good stat? I got a good one. Yeah, what, give you, a good stat. You want a good one? B. Yeah. Uh, Nick Corte, I Oh, I'm saying that right? Maybe it's Nick Court. I I'm gonna say something bad with this. league go ahead, Jay. Um, works for over the cap. Over the cap comes out with these projections for compensatory draft picks projections for 2023 NFL Draft compensatory picks show the Commanders picking two up. They get a third for Brandon Sheriff, and they get a sixth for Tim Settle. So that's an extra third, extra six. Now remember, these come at the end of the third round, in the end of the sixth round. Okay. Um, but at least they kind of picked one back up that they sent away for the incredibly poor decision of trading for Carson Wentz. Nice guy, bad quarterback. Um, If anybody on the planet thinks that a compensatory third-round draft pick is worth what Brandon Sheriff does on the football field, check yourself into a psychiatric ward. But, Brian, you wanted some good news? There it is. A third-rounder landfill. A, A sound effect, please. Commanders have a compensatory third and a compensatory sixth coming to town. Pew, 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 pew. Generous lasers there. Would you rather have sheriff and settle on the field or the competitory third, competitory sixth? Be match. Take both of them on the field. I think that one's pretty easy.
1: I mean, when you go with a when you go with a third or a sixth, it's not always a home run. The third with Terry was a home was a grand slam, but you go to the end of the round, so it's basically like a fourth mm-hmm. or a seventh. Say like that what it's <laughs> not yeah there have been people come from those positions and be great how often though
0: I was, it happens but those other saying. guys it happens those but, other guys are established players
1: yeah that's why i would rather those other guys you know let, let's 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 just say this point a lot of times coaches want to prove their point but you know what i don't know great coaches i don't know a coach that can go win games without players so sometimes that coach needs to humble himself and keep those better players around.
0: Not
2: X's and O's, it's Jimmy's and Joe's. Damn straight. Yeah, I was a little vocal about uh, that movie on from Sheriff just because he was injured so often this year. He played pretty consistently for Jacksonville, and when he does play, he is one of the best guards, and he's definitely better than Andrew Norwell, and he's definitely better than Trey Turner, and Sadiq Charles and Chris Paul and everybody else this team has tried, Wes Schweitzer and Sam Cosme. So that looks really bad in hindsight. Um, and then Tim Settle, hopefully Fidarian Mathis and can can step up, but Settle was was begging for more of a role, and he got in Buffalo. So, yes, in hindsight, these moves look really bad, just like a lot of moves for this team.
0: I think Sheriff played 17 out of 19 games for Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. I think he missed a little bit of time. Um, I'm, I think he missed a little bit of time in late November. I think the he misses time is a little overblown. Like, he did miss games. Um, he missed games and stuff. I think that's like anybody else, but I think that's what we get caught up in. We get caught
1: up in the fact that a guy missed games. This is pro football. Yeah. You will miss some games. Look at the importance though when that guy is there.
3: Yeah. Okay. Like,
1: if he play like the win loss record for Brandon, Scherz. we got 17 seasons now. Okay, a guy could give me 10 to 12 of those at a high high level. I'll take that. Yeah. Over getting rid of him and then having somebody who don't play
2: anywhere close to what he played. Yeah. The the Turner, Schweitzer. Cosme, Collective, they played 17 games between them. The production you got out of them is not mm-hmm. even close to Sheriff of 10 or 12, and maybe that's a lesson for me and for this team is if you have an A-plus talent, then you maybe accept C-plus durability because when he is in there, that's going to help you not tie the Giants. It's going to help you beat them. That's going to help you not fall to the Giants on Sunday night. You can maybe beat them too, and you're not going to get stuffed at the goal line four times in San Fran, and maybe you make that more of a game. So you got to have the the stars. There's not enough yeah. stars here. So a learning experience, Brian. Yeah, it's good to have those. Yeah, um, yeah. um I mean,
0: if you just look at his career record on the field in games he starts for Brandon Sheriff, it's gonna be fifty five fifty two and one, I think. That's just rough math top of my head. Um and that's not great. But when you compare that with the overall winning percentage of the Jaguars and the Commanders football team Redskins, Mm -hmm. it's way better than the overall record. I I mean, whatever. I feel like people think I've harped on that too much, but um, but at least you get a compensatory third.
2: Yeah. Also, it's your radio show. Harp on what you want. Yeah.
0: Out here playing the harp. Drinking harp. Um,
2: I don't think that's how you play a harp.
0: There you go. I have no... The harp is the big one Yeah, you sit and you, you string it up. Never played the harp. Uh, don't go anywhere. We're going to make some bets when we return. It's B. Mr. Finley. Fuckers all fired up. This is his song. Um, We all, I think Jay Gruden was the first coach to publicly acknowledge the dark cloud that hangs over Ashburn, that the organization just seemed cursed, frankly. Um, my guy Larry Scales on Twitter just sent me a note. said, come on, man. You're constantly building up the negative. Where does this organization stand in Super Bowl wins? Fair enough, Larry. So I looked it up. Uh, they're tied for seventh in Super Bowl wins. Commanders, really, the Redskins won three Super Bowls. The Commanders have not. But whatever. Uh, the Three Super Bowl wins. 83-87-92. Um, um, they're tied... With the Broncos and the Raiders with three Super Bowl wins. Um, the Steelers and the Pats have six. The Niners and the Cowboys have five. The Giants and the Packers have four. I uh, did a little research here, and it was at the conclusion of the 99 season. So it was probably, I'd to guess, we're talking February, March of 2000. Who? Uh, when you demanded to speak to Vinny Serrato. No, Norv. You demanded to speak to Norv.
1: Yeah, that was around... March, May or March, or April or May.
0: Okay, because you know that they want Dion, and Benny refuses your calls and, hey, if you're going to cut me, cut me. Yeah. Since that time, since the Washington Redskins released Brian Mitchell, B. Mitch went on to play in another seven playoff games. hmm Bonanza. The Washington Redskins football team and commanders have played in 6 Mm-hmm. Since 2000, you must have won. You probably went four and three. Mm-hmm. Since 2000, B. Mitch has gone four and three in the NFL playoffs. And, and I'd add, B. Mitch stopped playing at the end of the 2003 season. Yeah. B. Mitch has gone four and three. The entire organization over in Ashburn since 2000 has gone, what would that be, one and five? Forget so, the curse of the Bambino. <laughs> I think we found a new curse. Maybe you shouldn't have cut him, dude.
1: How'd that go, Vinny? Yeah, but the guy that's telling you about the uh, the Super Bowl thing, you're understand all that stuff, but this five of us right here, and since that last Super Bowl, I think two of these people weren't even born. Who's older, Jeff or Pete? Jeff is 29, Pete's 28. Okay.
0: So you guys haven't... You were 11. I was 9. 9. Landfill. Were you one. born for the 91 Super Bowl? How old were you? Six?
1: No, I like one or two. Oh,
0: yeah, one. I was, I just turned two. So do you remember it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so in other words... It. I get
1: one people
3: who want to be positive, it.
1: but man... Yeah, but I think a lot of times... the prop That's the problem with today. We don't want to ever discuss... We only want to discuss the past when it seems to benefit us. Like, I've had people... Say, man, let's stop always talking about the past. Let's try to promote the team now. But as soon as you start talking about the team now, this guy wants you to go back to talk about the past. That's why history should be taught, no matter if it hurts and stings or not. If it stings, it stings. But you need to learn your damn history to know what has transpired to get to get where you got to go. That's why a lot of us ain't getting to where we got to go because we're avoiding from knowing the damn truth.
0: Speaking of the truth and learning from our history, every day we make bets. Some of them win, some of them lose. We call it, hurt it here first. So I'm kind of bitter. I bet on Virginia Tech last night uh, against Duke and my wife is trying to get a bunch of work done before we go out of town, so she threw me out of the house. I was watching TV out back on the porch, which is fine. Um, Paul Henry hooked the porch up. It's nice and warm now, yep. but um, I had the Virginia Tech game on, but I'm eight years late to it and just started watching Jack Ryan on Amazon and I just somehow zoned out during the ending. So I haven't looked. Jeff, tell me if I hit last night or not.
3: You did hit last night. Boom, Shakalaka. You think the you didn't know that already, Jeff? The two people to hit last night was JP and Landfill.
0: <laughs> Let's go, boys! Uh, new night tonight. Anybody ready? Because I highly doubt anyone is.
3: I am actually. All right, Jeffrey, go ahead, bud. I want to take. A, I want. I want this parlay. I want Miami of Florida to beat Florida State, and I'm calling Missouri plus one and a half over Ole Miss.
0: Okay. Jeff is on Mizzou and Miami. The U. Mizzou and the U. Uh keep in mind tonight. Where's Miami and Florida State playing at? The Florida State. Wiz are playing the Mavericks at eight thirty, Caps in Colorado at nine. Uh both underdogs.
1: It's not like you're calling some great win. Florida
3: State sucks right now. <laughs> yeah, Jeff. <laughs> Look, the the thing is, to win the week, I don't care who is good, who is great right now. As long as it's gonna help my herd here, first record to be four and one at the end of the week. That's all I'm worried about.
2: So what do you like? Yeah, Jeff does talk slow. Probably because he's high yeah, all the
3: time. Or I'm not even high. When he front. came down to
2: get me in the lobby, I smelled some weed on him.
1: Wow, what a <laughs>
2: narc, Jeff. You should beat
1: Pete ass. Yeah, you should beat Pete's ass, man.
0: Uh, Lambo, you got you anything? You me again? Uh, <laughs> uh, Novak Djokovic to win in straight sets. What? That's got to be minus
2: 8,000. It's minus 105. Who's he playing? I don't know. I'm picking him. It's hat. probably the semifinals. I'm going or with that. The landfill just picked. Straight yeah. sets makes it a little more risky. Oh, uh, the straight sets part. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't listening.
1: No, you weren't. Um, it, it, those ears, he never listens. That's
0: never it. listens. It's remarkable. They are very large. What are you doing? You're taking tennis i am taking bet? a
1: landfill bet, and then I'm taking Florida State against uh, what the plus three and a half. So I Miami. like Florida
0: State tonight. Does that help or hurt? I'll stay that, away from it because I know how you feel. Well, you,
1: once you say it, you think about it, you just
0: screw it up. B, B- I took Virginia Tech last night. It hit. You were on it. No, I went against you. You took Duke also. I always go against you. You you went with Jeff then.
1: I know.
3: What hell? I, I was gonna talking lose, about lose. a rock and a hard place. I was place. gonna lose
1: lose right there. Yeah, but I'm going against Jeff and I'm going with uh, Lanfield. Lanfield seemed to notice those. Haven't you learned your w- lesson. You, you want to bet?
2: You got any? You got any? I was any just winners? gonna directly go against Jeff Parlay because my phone's not loading anything. But I'll listen to you if you got something.
0: Um, I think the Caps had a little bit of the Vegas flu the other night. I think the Caps come back against the almost said the Nuggets. They're playing the. <laughs> I the I'd flu. love them
2: if they were playing the Nuggets. <laughs> I've had the
0: Vegas <laughs> flu a lot of times. Listen, the Vegas <laughs> flu will get the the best and brightest. So give me the Caps tonight in Colorado. I know Colorado's mad good. Um, so or at least was
2: going altitude after the Vegas flu may not be the easiest place to heal, but
0: maybe the Caps get up for it. I just think the Caps come ready to play, man. Okay. Uh, give me the Caps. C A P S. Caps. 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 Uh, I want to wish a happy birthday to my wife Lauren. I want to happy wish... birthday, Lauren. Yeah,
1: happy... it, what's the wine she like again?
0: Uh, Cab, the expensive. Time. She's a cabernet girl. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> We're going out tonight, so I'll probably got your little a bottle homie.
1: Where y'all going to eat at?
0: Um, the club. Uh, it, it's just the easiest place. Kids can run around. That's smart as hell. Thank you to all of our guests that joined us today. Dude, to your how restaurant. About, how about this, <laughs> B? It's also my mom's birthday, so it's a complicated day for me. So, happy, hey. bur- happy birthday to Pam as well. Happy birthday your life, man. Yeah, man. Uh, what is their sign, B? What is you... it right now? January 24th. This is, uh... uh what is it? uh Sagittarius?
1: Sagittarius? No, 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 no. Capricorn. Capricorn? Capricorn? I, I it's have Cap. no
3: idea. I it's Cap. Jeff? Your wife is an Aquarius. Okay. Aquarius. Yeah. Aquarius. They got that yeah. song,
0: right? That's right. My
3: brother's this Aquarius. This is Aquarius. the
0: dawning of the age of
3: Aquarius. Thursday.
0: I... I really don't know much about that cosmetology stuff or whatever. Be, it's called.
2: What's it called? Astrology? I think cosmetology is makeup. I don't know much about please that don't, either. Don't wow. say cosmetology. What's yeah. it called? Astrology? Astrology? I don't know much about it. But or what's your sign? I'm a Virgo. Yeah, what are I'm, you? I'm a Libra. Balance.
0: I know Bro. bees because he's incredibly into it. He's a Leo. What are you, <laughs> landfill? I'm not
1: incredibly into it. I just you have a lion tattoo, but my the lion. And Brian, the name, means basically the same thing. So that's why I got stuck into it because, like, boom, boom, boom.
0: I'd argue you're
3: into it. Landfill? I think it's the half horse, half human dude.
1: Sagittarius. Centaur. Sagittarius. Centaur. My other brother, Sagittarius, you know, he's a con artist, so I'm up watching you, man. <laughs> Landfill. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jeffrey, what's your sign? I'm a Capricorn, the goat. I love that you expect me to know that.
3: Hey, look. Of all just, the things you expect me to know. your birthday, Jeff? January 14th. The day before Martin Luther King. Oh, we just celebrated yeah, Jeff's say. birthday. Just, that's right. Capricorn Nation, baby. But the Capricorn is today. It's the last day, right, too? No, it? it was January 20th.
0: You know what? Well, Don't 19th. care. We got to go. Grant and Danny <laughs> coming up next. Thank you to Barstool Nate. Thank you to Pete for coming in studio. It was fun.
1: I'm going to beat you up, Pete, next time. If let you, you, off made, today.
0: you made it this far, I owe DC, bro.